All right, welcome back as we are live here on this Tackus Fiber Internet Football Friday. We're here at On The Rocks. Uh, come on out, hang out with us. We'll be here till 6 o'clock. But, hey, there are bowl games tonight, a big one, the Cotton Bowl between uh, the sorry-ass Missouri Tigers as they'll take on Ohio State. Um, some other games, uh, you know, good stuff going on. Uh, so come on out. There's TVs everywhere. they got pool. Uh, which I'm sure you, you seem like somebody who can play some pool. I used to play pretty good pool. I, I, I was about to say, you seem like yeah. you can. I had that was, a, that was a, our Friday night routine back uh, oh when my. I was in college. <laughs> I Slick had, Willie's baby, pool. I had a uh, three-in-one set, uh, one of my favorite Christmas gifts. I was like eight or nine. That's as, that's as far as my pool, <laughs> my, my pool table. I don't have, I don't have the billiards uh, gene in me. Uh, at all. Which it's is, easy to find. I'm, sh- I'm sure it is. Probably not. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, come on out. Have a good time with us. Congratulations to uh, Pierre, our final winner. Uh, he won the uh, $50 to Lamisha Wakana. Uh, so, congratulations to him. And I'm telling you, no matter what time, I pretty, I'm pretty sure Pierre walked in about 15 minutes ago. I got, this fa- I got this family. I got this family right here in front of me, boy. He's a Cowboys fan that's pissed off. He said, I believe he sat here and waited for that 50 bucks. And damn it, this dude just walked in 15 minutes ago and he won it. <laughs> he won that 15 bucks. <laughs> they right through stuff and hot. But no, man, we do it every week uh, on these football Fridays. Uh, it's been a good time out here uh, as well. All right, man, this, this is a, this is a, a, a huge, huge game. And, and we've talked about it throughout. And I'm looking, I'm looking at this and understanding what the, the Texans need. Mm-hmm. The Texans in this game, and we talked about it yesterday, in this game, they don't need, they should not need a heroic performance from C.J. Stroud. They should not need the Bengal or even even more heroic because he didn't have very much, he didn't have a run game, the defense wasn't good, um, but the Bucks game. They shouldn't have to have a performance like that, where he, I think he had five touchdown passes or something like that in that game. It shouldn't take mm-hmm. that uh, against this Titans team. I said it two weeks ago. I heard Brandon Scott say it earlier on In the Loop. They are not a good football team. Uh, I think they're going to be a very motivated football team, more motivated than a five-win team typically is, but I don't think they're a really good football team. And the thought is, what version of C.J. Stroud, not necessarily do they need, but what do you expect? And, uh, listen, I don't expect, expect, that's the key word, I don't expect that CJ's going to roll out here and bang out 30, uh, you know, 300 yards passing on 65, 68% uh, completion percentage and have two or three touchdowns. Is he capable? Hell yeah, we've seen him do it. I don't, I'm not saying that I, that I expect it. The thing that I expect, the version of CJ that I expect, which I think, helps this team immensely from what they've had the past two weeks is all the mental stuff, Sean. Yeah. Right? I, I don't think he's coming in fearless. I will be shocked <clears throat> if we go back there and we watch that game Sunday and he is gun-shy, bothered by the rush or getting, like, nerved by this, which you get hit the way he did. You could see it happening. You, it, it, I just don't think he's that, yeah. he's that type of player. I think he'll I, come in here and be himself – Mentally, I think he will obviously give this team an emotional lift uh, the way that, that you do when you get the guy back. So all the mental stuff, I expect, I don't think he'll fear the moment because it's obviously a big pressure-packed no, moment he, for he him. He thrives on those moments. I think he gets off on that. 
uh, mm -hmm. on those type of moments. So all of those things I expect from him. I'm not expecting to throw the cape on, but I do expect third and sevens, pivotal third and sevens, whether that be in the first half or the second half, that, bam, he comes out and makes the right right yeah. read and, and makes the right throw. It, I, it's it really comes down to does he feel normal in that setting Bright lights, loud stadium, big game. Yeah, not forget the big game, but just on that setting, you know, in a, in a live football pregame setting. Like, how does that affect him? Because a week and a half ago, you know, when he was available to the media yesterday, and he said this, like, looking at that, uh, watching the uh, uh, the game before uh, the, the Browns, the the, the the Titans game. He said watching it on TV was like weird and affected his vision, and it was just it wasn't normally couldn't watch it. But, you know, when he was watching the Browns game, it got a little bit better, right? And so there's the progression there. Does it translate to once he's on a football field? I don't, that's absolutely the hope. You know, there have been all kinds of studies. I referenced a few of them. I tried to do as deep a dive as I possibly could on, you know, what should we expect from a quarterback who's missed uh, a game or two coming back from a concussion? What's, what's history say that their performance is like? And... The studies done closer to 2008, 2009, when concussions started to become a thing versus the more recent studies, well, the data has changed. You know, earlier studies indicated there's a significant drop-off in terms of completion percentage and just overall performance, where newer studies, you know, show that guys are affected significantly with overall performance, but maybe the numbers don't indicate that as much. Uh, but just like players are more likely to self-report concussions nowadays, right, they're a little less likely to really show that if you're just a box score, <laughs> you know, uh, judger, yeah. right? I'm looking at it like this. C.J. Stroud is worse this year for the Texans. Uh, in terms of completion percentage, Steelers, Saints, Bengals, Broncos, Carolina Panthers, he had a great completion percentage, had an okay game statistically speaking outside of the 140 he threw for. That's he rushed one. for a touchdown. It was a it was an ugly game to begin with. They lost that one to the Panthers 15-13. He said he's had some tougher games than just that. That was a bad Texan performance. But in terms of throwing the football, finding receivers open, those were his worst games. The Texans won those games. Steelers, Saints, Bengals, Broncos. In fact, a couple of them, he had to lead late drives and win them. Um, I'm not expecting that, but I'm expecting maybe the worst version of C.J. Stroud this season in which was good enough for the Texans to win. Is it fair? Yeah. Right? I think that's fair. I mean, you don't want him to have to go down and lead a two-minute drive to win you a football game. But two weeks ago, you didn't have Nico Collins, you didn't have Blake Cashman, you didn't have Will Anderson, you had Jonathan Grenard, and you had a Texans defense that, as John McClain pointed out earlier when he joined us in the 4 o'clock hour, it was probably the most physical and dominating performance we'd seen a Texan defense have ever. And it was just that case. What's it going to look like with C.J. Stroud this weekend? What would you have expected if you would replaced Case Keenum two weeks ago and had C.J. Stroud operating an offense without Nico Collins to throw the ball to and a severely depleted defense? What would that have looked like? Yeah, yeah. that's what you're. That's that's really the question here, and it's usually a gummed up game within the AFC South when you're talking about Texans, Titans, Texans, Colts, Texans, Jags, whoever head to head. These are some really weird, tough fought 
games. I'm thinking about this. I don't think he needs to put on his cape, but you rattle off some of, you know, the completion percentage in, in some of the games he had mm -hmm. in some of those rough ones. I don't think he has to put his cape on. Well, well I, I don't know if he can be that I, – I don't think – I don't know if he can struggle that bad in, as he did in those games because this is also a different Texans team around him than it was in some of those in some of those games, right? A lot of there's, those he had Tank Dell. There's no Tank. <laughs> and, and Jonathan yeah. Grenard on the other side and a healthy Will uh -huh. Anderson on the other side and uh, Steven Nelson, you know, uh, now maybe Stingley wasn't in some of those. But, you know, an, an offensive line that at least felt like they were playing better. Yeah. You know, at that, at, at that time. And they are struggling right uh, now. And, th yeah. and they're struggling at the most right now. I, I just, I, yeah, I, I don't think he's got to put on his cape, but I, I just think he's got to be efficient and solid. Mm -hmm. That should get it done in this game. Who would uh, you credit that for? Who would you credit that to? I like say who, him and Bobby. Him and Bobby, Bobby Slowick. That, but, but, but both of them. Like, he can't, I, like, like, I think he's got to also remember, all right, man, the, the, the most key thing is the winning this sucker. Because he has had some issues before where, like, late in games he's made some decisions that end up in turnovers that you, you know enhance their chance of losing the mm -hmm. Arizona game where he threw interceptions down the stretch yeah the Bengal game when he threw it. like I think he's also got to remember like hey we got to win they their offense shouldn't I don't think just run away like I if the Titans come in and put up 27 I'll be surprised uh, personally, yeah. if the Titans walked in here, and be, even with some of the injuries that the Texans have, that they put up twenty. If they put up twenty-seven, that would almost that almost sounds like it would be like self-inflicted wounds. Like there's a yeah. pick six or a fumble return for a touchdown or something some, like that. A yeah, kick return for a touchdown. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you this: you you said a few key words there. We got to win. Got to win, right? And you got to play. Two I'm telling you, I think, and, and you can't predict this sort of thing, but knowing what we know of CJ. And a guy who's kind of faced adversity in college, you know, where he's done what he's supposed to do, but, you know, the defense kind of let him down in a, in a bowl game and just couldn't hold it for him to get to a CFP, you know, championship game. That Georgia game that I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Where freaking Stetson Bennett, you know, beat him. And this guy wants the big stage because he wants to prove himself right more than he wants to prove others wrong. And with the opportunity that... He's been talking since week three or week four about it. I think it was after the Steelers game that he mentioned that this season at, on the podium where Houston deserves this. And this is what we want to do for the city is, you know, play hard and, you know, make you feel proud of this team. Are you telling me right now that you going into this game with C.J. Stroud at quarterback aren't as juiced up and as proud of this football team, as proud of this player as you ever possibly could be with you controlling your own destiny, playing at home against the Titans, your former organization that was the Oilers. You've got Collins back. You've got weapons. And you can seize that moment. With quarterback, with C.J. Stratton, quarterback, with that opportunity, I'm not predicting it, but I think sometimes – Big-time players play outside of their capabilities, play outside of their minds, and I kind of yeah, I mean, am holding out a little bit of hope, maybe more anticipation of C.J. doing that. I, I, I want to address that on the other side because that, that's an interesting point you're making.